Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. Welcome into the podcast. Gramlich and McLean, super excited for this new series that we're going to be doing. We are going through each and every school. We're doing a little preview, KG, and we're talking to every single head coach. Shout out to all of our listeners on SiriusXM, Channel 371, and of course, the OG on Apple Podcast. And what's up, YouTube? Great to see you guys. Again, just a little bit of schedule update. So we're going three episodes a week now. We're in full speed into football season, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And Kelly, we're started with the preview with Georgia Tech. Let's go. We have done a lot of work to put these together. We have interviewed every single ACC football head coach. We will be releasing these Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all the way up until games begin in August. And we want to shout out all of the SIDs. These people are the MVPs. We really appreciate them. There's a lot of scheduling and we started working on these in June. So we've just, um, we've been really appreciative of those guys and what they've done to help us out. So speaking of that, let's not delay any longer. Our first season preview episode, Georgia Tech. Let's hear from the head man himself, Jeff Collins. Coach, welcome into the podcast. Really appreciate you joining us today. You're swagged out. We've got the awesome office behind us. You just showed us the Waffle House shoes. How you doing this morning? Doing great. Doing great. Getting to work with the guys this summer. Uh, the new rules have been great to give us access to the guys. And uh, so it's been really, really beneficial for us. And how about speaking of that? I mean, let's just jump straight into it because that, that really piques my interest here. You, you've had a lot of new additions to the staff, some changes to the staff. Yeah. How beneficial has a rule like that been for you guys this summer, where people honestly just need to get to know each other? <laughs> Absolutely. The uh, uh, spring ball we went very early for spring ball. I think we had one of the first spring games uh, in college football, and the biggest reason why implementing a new offense. Uh, new coaches, new voices, uh, new schemes uh, to get those onto the field and get them to work. And then uh, throughout the month of April, being able to watch the cut-ups from the spring of the guys actually doing it. And then this new rule that gives us access to the guys over the summer in meeting rooms and actually on the field uh, has been huge for us. So we get to work with the guys and uh, the new schematics we're doing defensively as well uh, has been very beneficial. Well, and that's the beauty of being in Atlanta, right? There's a lot of other schools that couldn't do spring ball in February, March, but uh, you guys were able to do that. So that's good. Yeah. I'm curious, Coach, I was, I was asking Mac about this. One of your, your new quarterback coaches, Chris Winkie, yep. do any of your players have any sort of recollection? I mean, they can't. Of Chris Winkie actually playing or are they just like, that's a coach. I don't really know that he's a player. How, how does that go? Yeah, I think very quickly, I mean, Chris has an unbelievable presence about him. Uh, he connected with the quarterbacks immediately. Uh, what he did as a player, once they get to learn his resume, they might not have seen yeah. him play. Um, but the second they find out who he is and the media starts talking about him, obviously they go and watch tape of him and uh, highlights and all those kind of things and see the accolades. And I just think for somebody uh, like Jeff Sims, who's an uber-talented uh, quarterback that we're blessed to have in our program, uh, gets to be coached by an ACC Player of the Year, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, 
all of those things on a daily basis. And, you know, Chris has worked with some of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, um, you know, been a, been a high-level coach. Uh, it's been very beneficial for the room. Uh, we've got two transfer quarterbacks in that have done tremendous for us, uh, getting ingrained in the program in the locker room and, uh, you know, signing an Elite 11 quarterback in Zach Pyron from over in Alabama. Uh, so it's a really talented room. And with Chris's expertise at that position on the field and as a leader, that's some of the best growth that I've seen um, in that room as well, learning from him. That's good to hear. And all you got to do is uh, pull up the YouTube highlights and uh, they speak for themselves. And <laughs> I know no that your student athletes can can navigate YouTube. OK, what about Chip Long? New OC, you, you talk about a new offense. Can Give us a little uh, inside information here. I mean, you don't have to give us too much, but <laughs> what, what, are, what are your goals with this new offense? What do you want this new offense to look like? Well, one, one of the biggest pieces, you know, we, we've been able to transform this roster and bring a lot of talented guys into the program. And, you know, as we went through the process and interviewing guys and getting to know people, just philosophically, uh, you know, what Chip believes in, what he stands for, how he aligns with our culture that we've been building uh, has been really good. And then since he's been here, it's just been more solidified that he was the right guy for the job. And just the multiplicity that Chip brings uh, from personnel groupings, from formation shifts, all the multitudes of things that we're able to do. And obviously we've got a bunch of guys that are very bright on the, on the program and uh, they've picked it up and him being able to just use the different pieces that we have. And it's been, it's been a real positive and we keep right now, we're still learning. Uh, you know, we're getting some new guys. We've got a six foot seven, 240 pound receiver uh, that just got on campus about three weeks ago. Uh, Leo Blackburn is a six foot five, 220 pound receiver that was injured last year. Now he's returning to almost being full speed. Uh, we got a running back from the University of Buffalo, uh, Dylan McDuffie, who is a big time player for them. And just he's been able to, uh, you know, see those pieces live and in person instead of waiting until August to get to work with the guys. And I think that's huge for our guys and it's huge for the program. We're going to touch on that transfer portal and, and the kings of the transfer portal here in a second. Hey. But I want to stay on the offense, Coach, and, and looking at uh, Jeff Sims specifically. You brought him yeah. up. What a special player he has been. How fun he has been you know, to cover in this great conference. And I think there's another level that he can take it to. I mean, he's going into year three as the guy, as the starter. What growth have you seen from him, not only in, in winter and spring, but as we're going into summer and, and getting into fall camp? Yeah, and first of all, Jeff Sims is one of the greatest young men uh, I've ever been blessed to be around. He's uber talented. He's a great player, but he, he's even a better person. And uh, how he navigates, you know, his introduction to college football was during a COVID season. And, you know, as a starting quarterback, as a true freshman during that, uh, and how he managed and navigated that and then going through last year where he was uh, had to deal with a lot of injuries, and I think he missed half of the season. And then it comes in, learns a brand new offense. How he's poured himself into the playbook, how he's poured himself into the team and into the locker room uh, from a leadership standpoint has been amazing. And then you go through where um, this is one of the first times, Eric, that I've been uh, had an offensive coordinator that's not actually the quarterback's coach as well. Because right. most play times in college football, those are. 
uh, paired up, the offense coordinator's quarterback coach. And the beauty of what we have right now is Chip is calling the plays, uh, overarching designing of the of the offensive schematics. But Chris Winkie, all day, every single day, all he's worried about is Jeff Sims in that quarterback room. So whenever they get up to the play, you know, Chris Winkie doesn't have to worry about if the right guard hit his landmark or if we had the right protect, you know, he doesn't have to consume himself with that. He just worries about where Jeff's eyes are, how his feet are working, uh, how he's leading, all the fundamentals and techniques. And it's been really, really powerful, the growth that Jeff has made and really that entire quarterback room has made, you know, with Chris's expertise. Yeah, well, how, how has that been? Maybe the sample size is too small. You said it's the first time you've done it. Is it yeah. something that, you know, you can see, hopefully this, this works out for quite some time, but, you know, for, throughout your career, is it something that you think you'd be interested in or too small of a sample size right now to really tell? No, it's actually, I can see the benefit of it. Um, and I think we all know uh, that, that cover this game and love this game, the quarterback position and the development of that position matters. <laughs> when you have, you know, elite quarterback play, and I think you guys alluded to it earlier, you know, this conference, it's big-time quarterbacks uh, in this league uh, every single year. I, I got to imagine, arguably, last year was the best collection of quarterbacks of any conference in college football, and yep. I think that's a trend that continues uh, with the big-time quarterbacks in this league, and I think you can put Jeff in that category, and I think the development that he's made since January – the development that he'll continue to have to make uh, all the way up until we had, we kick off on September 5th in Mercedes-Benz Stadium and throughout the season it is going to be huge. No doubt. I mean, look, we know how important quarterback play is, especially in this modern age yeah. of college football. All right, let's talk defense. Mac and I are offensive mind people. <laughs> we say that on pretty much every podcast, but we do need to talk defense. And I, I thought the main thing with y'all's defense last year was just kind of an inconsistency. Sure. I mean, you look at the Clemson game. And the defense was amazing. You look at the North Carolina game, but then some other examples where you gave up a bunch of points. So what's the focus been this spring and into fall camp? Yeah, and the, the big thing is back to fundamentals. Uh, did a deep dive into a lot of the schematic things we're doing, um, even from the approach of tackling and uh, the communication piece. So all the overarching things that you've got to improve um, and making sure the player's in the right position. There's some guys uh, that we'll see throughout, you know, as we get closer to the season, uh, doing some things that may not y'all have seen before. Um, and the other thing with hiring uh, Chip and Chris to, to add to, you know, Brent Key, and then we got Mike Daniels from the University of Buffalo. We got Adele Alexander, who's been at Notre Dame the last couple of years to go to our receivers. I've been able to be much more heavily involved uh, in the defense. And I'm just excited to be in the room. Coach Stacker does a great job. Um, but, you know, I get to go in there and I get to work with the DBs. I get to run the blitz walk and I get to be actively engaged um, with the defense. And, it, and it's been a positive. The guys have, uh, you know, hopefully continue to develop. We've got a lot of work to do, but they are motivated. They are focused um, on doing that uh, at a very high level. Come on, Coach. That's, I like to hear that. I'm glad that you get to be kind of back in those rooms. I, I know you miss it. I know that's, that's probably one of your favorite things is just having your group. I, I know you got 120 plus, but having your core, I, I know that's a cool thing and, and excited that you get to touch back into that a little bit. All right, let's go back to the transfer portal because you bring it up. All these stars that you're able to find and, and bring you know, home to Atlanta and sure. Georgia Tech and the cool things that you guys can do. 
Um, you, you've been really successful there, and you've been able to fill needs that yeah. you have. I just want to kind of hear your your strategy, your mindset, because I, I feel like so many people are different. Are, are you a type of guy, is your program where, man, we're going to save spots because we're going in that portal, we're going to find stuff, or is it just a year-by-year deal where you, you, you figure it out? Yeah, it's a little bit. It's all new to all of us, right? And so here's a, the the thought process back in December, January. Here's the situation that we're in in college football. We're going to embrace it. Uh, we're going to try to go find the best guys uh, around college football that are in the portal to help this program and bring them in, let them be around our guys, be in the locker room, get to know our guys, and bring the right guys in. And you know being able to work with them right now in the past, it would just be the strength coaches and they would have to give us reports. Now we're out there with them, working with them, getting to know them in the meeting room, getting to know their learning styles. Uh, but we've brought some really talented guys that are also aligned with our locker room. And that's a big thing for us too, Eric is when we bring them on visits and we've gone, I think we've gone 10 straight weeks of official visits with portal guys, with high school guys, <laughs> And uh, Kyler Glover, I'm going to give a shout-out to her. Uh, she's been absolutely amazing. She handles our on-campus recruiting. And the things that she's had to do in this new age of college football recruiting are absolutely amazing. And then we've benefited greatly with the talent, the size, the speed, and most importantly, guys that are wanting to come in and work and be a part of us taking the next big step that we need to do. Um, but the yeah. thing that I thought was really cool – is all these guys that we've gotten to come in here was because of what they see when they're around our players. The belief system, the work ethic, uh, how bought into what we're doing and what Georgia Tech means to them that are on our campus, they want to be a part of that. And we've got some really good guys that need to uh, step up for us. Coach, how about that process? Because everything that you just mentioned there and the support staff and the things that they've been able to do, are you – with it, do you wish it could change? Because I feel like even since I got done in 15, I mean, this is a whole new world. And the, right. the official visits in the summer, I mean, it really is. It was already 365. It's it's much more 365. I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you love it? Do you love having all that? Or would you wish there were more regulations and, and windows and things of that nature? Yeah, I'm not going to get into any of those things because the big thing, this is what it is. <laughs> this is where we are, and I'm going to attack it. I'm going to embrace it. Right. I'm going to make sure we're maximizing uh, our place in college football with the new rules. And I think that's the only way that you can yep. do. Uh, have the conversations with uh, the powers that be uh, that affect change. But here's where we are. All I can do is worry about the guys that we have in our locker room, bringing guys that are going to help elevate the program and that's, I think that's what we've done. Now the work is, uh, here's the roster that we have. What can we do to make sure we're developing, working, so that when the toe meets leather on September 5th against a great team on national TV and all those things, we're putting a really good product on the field. And that is the ultimate focus uh, with that. Uh, and then interestingly, Eric, we got a uh, brand new player last Sunday arrived on campus. A six foot four, two hundred eighty pound defensive lineman uh, that we got out of the portal, and uh, he's come in. And there's a week's uh, week worth of raw data of him being around the program, and he's doing wow. a great job. And the guys have embraced him, and I think that's a cool part of where we are in this program because um, there's no secret that we've uh, you know 
recruited well. You know, we've got size and speed and guys with athleticism, all those kind of things. Now it's bringing that together and creating a really good product and a really good Georgia Tech football team uh, that takes the field. And that, that's the sole focus is working hard and getting us to that point so we play really, really well. Well said, Coach. Okay, before we get you out of here, I, I got to talk about this schedule because you bring up September 5th, yeah. your opening against Clemson. You bring up primetime. That game's on a Monday night, and you've got a yeah. bunch of other primetime games. You're playing Ole Miss. You're playing UCF. Of course, you're playing Georgia. Uh, you've got Miami, FSU, all yeah. these teams on the schedule. I mean, man, there's not a single low-profile game here. Is that an attractive thing in the portal when you're looking at players and you're saying, look, guys, yeah. you want to come try to you want to come play Clemson on national TV? Come to Georgia. Uh, Tech. How is that impacted? I think that we use that as we're selling well. to the guys coming in here. I mean, the, the third game or the second game of the season, we're on ACC Network prime time. The next week we're on ABC at 330 versus Ole Miss. Uh, and then we go down and play a really good UCF team. Um, I got to imagine it's going to be on some form of high profile uh, you know, television opportunity. Uh, so it, it's an, it's an exciting time. I think the wave in college football is to have a big time schedule and to play big time opponents. We got it. And, you know, it's not like golf where you're going to have your schedule handicapped. Well, your record was handicapped because you had one of the best schedules and then this record is handicapped. That's not how it works. So we embrace it. We've got to attack it. We've got to, develop and build a team that's able to play in these high-profile games and play at a high level. And that's the focus. And I think the neat thing is uh, having such a high-profile game against a big-time nationally ranked team to start the season narrows everybody's focus throughout the entire offseason. And then knowing the run uh, to start the season, I think it helps uh, the guys focus, the guys understand uh, that their opportunity is going to be there and it's going to be there early and then it's going to continue. So we got to get ready to be built uh, to handle that challenge and to attack that challenge. Yeah, I love that, Coach. I'm right there with you. I think when you play that, you know, big-time opponent to start, it's just there's a different error. There's a different aura going around camp, and guys right. are fired up. And, and I like that handicap rule. When you're commissioner of the college football, I, I think you should implement that. that that's a cool thing. Um, Coach, we appreciate your time, man. This was Absolutely. so much fun. Good luck to you all this season. Can't wait to see you all get kicking off. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you all. Thanks to Jeff Collins for jumping on with us. He literally had a recruit outside of his office <laughs> while he was talking to us and then he was going to go meet with them. So that was awesome for him to give us some time. He said a lot of different things there, Matt. Let's start with overall expectations for Georgia Tech. This is a team that finished three and nine last year. They won two ACC games. They lost their last six games. And the biggest issue, and we talked about it with Jeff Collins, is Jameer Gibbs and, and the whole transfer portal issue. Now, we could spend a whole podcast on the portal. For you sure. can't dwell on that. But the bottom line is you lose your best player in Jameer Gibbs. So let's just start there, Mac. How on earth do you replace him? What are your expectations for Georgia Tech this year? Yeah, good thing for Georgia Tech. Hassan Hall's coming down the road from mm -hmm. Louisville. And he's going to be a guy that, that is going to attempt to fill those shoes. I don't think that any one player necessarily can just because Jameer's that good. I mean, he is going to be... I think an award winner at Alabama. I mean, I really do. I yeah. think that he is going to be a guy that at the end of the season with that system, with that offensive line, with that amount of talent, um, 
that he he's on all American lists. He, he's going to win some type of an award. And I truly believe that's something that it's hard to fill because he's such a good playmaker, so versatile for, for Georgia Tech. But let's focus on what they do have. Mm-hmm. And they do have Jeff Sims. I mean, a guy that is so electric. We spoke with EJ about him in great depth and the things that he has seen. We spoke, spoke with Coach Collins about the things that he's done and how much better Coach thinks he has gotten going into year three as a starter. And really, KG, that that's where you see a huge leap from guys. You know, one to two is noticeable, but two to three, that's a big deal. And, it, you know, it's a new system coming in. He's got some new coaches. Chris mm-hmm. Winky coming in as the quarterback coach. You heard again from EJ. I'm going to keep referencing this when we're talking about quarterbacks. Uh, there are some things that he thinks and I think that Chris Winky can do to help take Sims to the next level. And, and it's fundamentals. It's footwork. It's understanding your outlets and where to really go. And so with that in mind, KG, I think that this offense – can take a step. This should also be the year for the offensive line. You know, you're, you're three years in, you're going into the fourth year. That offensive line will look drastically different from what you inherited. Now is the time where you, you've got to get it done. You've got to get more than three wins. You, you have to mm. kick that door. But how hard is that going to be? Hardest schedule in the country. You've got Clemson and Georgia all the while with everybody else in the ACC. It's not going to be easy. Oh, by the way, Ole Miss, UCF, uh, I think there's one other very difficult pit. Oh, pit. I mean, what are we doing? It's crazy the schedule uh, that these guys have. But you've got some talent. You've got some young talent. It's going to be fun to watch. Let's talk about this new offense. They bring in Chip Long. They're expecting to have a more aggressive scheme. Chris Winkie coaching quarterbacks, who was a Heisman Trophy winner in his day. To me, the biggest question with Georgia Tech really comes down to Jeff Sims and his decision-making because this offense was so inconsistent last year, and a lot of it was because of turnovers. Mm -hmm. Jeff Sims, in his career, 20 uh, interceptions in 18 career games. So the decision-making has been troublesome. Now, of course, the O-line is being rebuilt. This is still one of the hardest rebuilding jobs that we've ever seen a coach inherit with going from the triple option to this. They haven't really had wide receivers make plays, and you you lose your best weapon in Jameer Gibbs, who is responsible for – a lot of those yards that Chris Sims threw for, or Chris Sims, we always do that. Jeff Sims threw for <laughs> last year. So the consistency piece is big. I really think, Mac, if if Georgia Tech can win more than three games, and mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have to get at least close to bowl eligibility, I think, for everyone to feel good about Jeff Collins moving forward. But if they can do that, to me, it's that passing attack has to become better and more consistent. We know Jeff Sims can run. But there has to be a threat. The defense has to respect the pass. Yeah, and that, that's exactly right. And I think when you look at it and you talk about the system, you talk about the things that are in place and, and what he's going to be able to do in year three, we can't see great North Carolina game, great Virginia game, mm-hmm. and then the Miami great collapse. Great Clemson game. Great Clemson game. And then the collapse that is Miami and a couple of games in a row there where, again, he just looks like a different guy. We, we have to have consistency you have to throw it all together, and, and I think he should be able to do that. I mean, he's going into th- year three. I mean, KG, that, that's where it separates, and so I hope that's what we see. He's he's a heck of a player. There's some talent around him. Big Malachi Carter, wide receiver, a guy that he's had for a couple of years now, and then just other folks you know, need to step up, obviously, around him supporting cast, but certainly should be a fun year offensively. Can they keep getting it going? Let's go defense here. They kept defensive coordinator Andrew Thacker. They want to continue to implement that 4-2-5 scheme that Jeff Collins loves, that works so well for him at Temple. But they lose eight of their top 11 tacklers. I mean, this is a program that returns two starters on offense, 
two starters on defense. They went to the portal. They got Memphis transfer uh, Morris Joseph, who had four and a half tackles for loss last year. They brought in a four-star safety recruit, Jalen Marshall. They bring in a transfer in Watson from Texas. So they're trying to use the portal, I think, specifically on defense to build that up. They bring back Charlie Thomas, who I think is their unquestioned leader of the defense. And I like that they didn't change up both sides of the ball, Mac. When you bring in a new system on offense, I think you've got to stick with what you have on, de- with what you have on defense. I know Jeff Collins is a defensive guy. Can this pass defense specifically get better, Mac? Well, I think what, what Coach just said there, he's going to be more involved. So I've got yeah, to think, yes, did. it has to be. And so I think when you see you know, a, a head coach who is so good at what he does, that's their bread and butter, whether it's offense, defense, et cetera, Go back to your roots when, when stuff's not happening. Be the guy that can hold that standard because it's, it's one thing, KG, and it matters, you know, when, when your, uh, you know, coordinator or position coach says something. But when the head man says something, it, it's just another level. And, and so it's something that certainly is going to be fun to watch. How much does he have control of that thing? Is it just back in meetings? You know, what does that really look like? And how much attention, as you'll hear, we talked to some of these coaches that it's these first time coaches, especially, they're like, man. I just have to do all these other things. I don't get to yeah. just be where I want to be. Uh, so for him, you know, being a little bit of a veteran, being able to refocus and, and lock in defensively, it should be fun. But you mentioned that four-two-five. I mean, it is hard to pick up in blitz. It's hard to identify as a quarterback because there's so many just different bodies out there. And then in, in run, and when you're running the football, run blocking, it's hard to identify where you're going because again, they're moving around. They're all over the place. So. This is a scheme that can be very exciting. It's a scheme that you know can really confuse people, as we saw in Clemson. Clemson could not move the football against these guys. Yeah. But you have to have the players. You have to execute. And, again, just finding these transfers, going to the portal. Georgia Tech has done a great job of that, filling an instant need. Should see some improvement there, especially, like you said, in the, in the passing game with, with Coach Collins really emphasizing that. I think overall Hassan Hall is going to be – you mentioned him earlier, Mac, in the return game, mm-hmm. using him as a weapon offensively. If he can play really well, and that's another transfer portal guy, he's going to be a difference maker for Georgia Tech. We talk about their schedule. We know it is brutal. Let's hit this win total <laughs> before we wrap up our preview episode of the Yellow Jackets. I wrote down winnable games here, Mac. First of all, their win total per Vegas is three and a half. <laughs> to me, the winnable games for the Yellow Jackets, Western Carolina, at UCF, just because UCF loses a lot, lose Dylan Gabriel, Duke and Virginia at home, possibly at Virginia Tech. So that's five right there. And I'm just saying winnable. I hear you. Like I hear you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> so where are we leaning on this three and a half, my friend? Man, I, I I want and just love for the program. I want to say over, but it's the hardest schedule in America, KG. Mm. I, I don't. I don't know. And I understand how that stuff snowballs. You're playing Clemson first. You're playing Clemson with a loaded defense that's coming after your quarterback on Monday night, first game of the season. What does that look like after? What are are the ripple effects after playing a Clemson? The the Clemson effect, if you will. I I just don't know. So I'm going under here. I hate to do that because I really want these guys to be successful. And I want, you know, Sims and, and Coach Collins to take a step but I just this is a tough year to do it, and, and it stinks. And and look at the future, guys. The schedule doesn't get any easier. You, you add Clemson to the permanent rotation. You play yeah. Georgia every single year. And then in a couple of years, guess what? You rotate Alabama and Notre Dame. What are we doing in this schedule making? I just don't get it. I don't know. 
Get out of it. Get out of it if you can. Stop. Stop. Someone someone put the brakes on this schedule. Gosh. I think you got to go under Mac because I think they can beat Western Carolina and Duke, but then that means they have to win two of the three against UCF, UVA, and VT. That's, that's brutal. So I'm going <laughs> under there, but we will see what happens with the Jackets. Thank you, Mike Flynn, SID. Thank you, Coach Collins. Thank you, Richmond Weaver, our awesome producer as well. Yeah, I love those guys. Thank you all the time for Richmond. But Mike and, and Coach, thank you for your time. Thanks for setting it up always. Guys, that's it. The first episode of the preview ACC. Every single team, we're going to go through them. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Another great episode of Gramlick and McLean. If you haven't already, go get SiriusXM. What are you waiting for? Tune in. You got it on the app. You got it on your radio. We follow you everywhere. And then, of course, we need you to go to YouTube We need you to go over Apple, subscribe, like, love, comment, whatever you got to do. We appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.